When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Hello and welcome back, Awesomes. You are listening to the show that is all about helping you be smart, strong, and social. We are in your earbuds every single week with all the awesome that you need to know. And you can also find us on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show or over on Facebook in our Sorta Awesome Hangout group. This is episode 189 of Sorta Awesome. And you guys, I'm just so excited. I can hardly stand it. We are going to have a fantastic discussion on books and reading that is going to get you so fired up for your spring and summer reading. And we're going to get to all of that in a minute. But first, I wanted to tell you about another thing I'm so excited about. Starting next month, you're going to hear a brand new segment here on Sorta Awesome. At the end of every episode, instead of my plain, boring old show sign-off that I've been doing for years, you're going to get to hear from an awesome, and not just any awesome, but one of our superstar Patreon supporters. Our superstars are people who support Sorta Awesome through Patreon at just $5 a month, and they get access to all kinds of great stuff from us, including extra full-length episodes every month and a private Facebook group. And now they get the chance to share a few minutes of what is awesome in life with you every week. So you guys, now is the time to become a superstar supporter. If our weekly episodes and our community have brought some good stuff to your life, We would love to have you partner with us in keeping the awesome going. You can do that by heading over to SortaAwesomeShow.com slash support. Okay, like I said, I am so stoked about this episode. It has been way too long since we did a good, solid books and reading episode here on the show. So I have here with me two women who created and co-host the Currently Reading Podcast. And they just happen to be awesomes too. So you're going to remember one of them as everyone's queen Penelope, Meredith Monday Schwartz. Welcome back to Sorta Awesome. Hey, Meg. Thanks for having us. I'm so excited to talk books today. I cannot wait to dive in. This is going to be so much fun. I also have with me for the very first time here on Sorta Awesome, Katie Cobb. Katie, welcome to Sorta Awesome. Thanks, Meg. I'm really trying to keep my inner fangirl under control right now. So you're with me. <laughs> We are going to have so much fun. I asked Meredith and Katie, who are completely rocking it with the Currently Reading Podcast. It is becoming like everybody's favorite books and reading podcast. But I asked them if they would come and just kind of tell us what is good 
in books and reading for spring 2019? What are the books we need to know about? And they took this whole idea and totally ran with it. Your to be read list is going to be filling up so fast, you guys. It's so much fun. So we are going to get to all of that book talk here in just a few minutes. But first, let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our awesomes of the week. You know, this is the moment in the show where we stop and talk about whatever is awesome in life, whether it's books like today (laughs) or TV shows or podcasts, movies, products, whatever is making life just a little bit more awesome right now. So Meredith, I can't wait to hear what you brought for us this week. Okay. I brought two things because I just, I can't help myself, but I'm going to be fast with both of them. So I brought something to listen to and then something to help you eat better. Okay. Oh, nice. The first thing I want to talk about, there's been a lot of talk recently. In fact, I think there's been some threads on Sorta Awesome about great true crime podcasts. We know so many of us love these. And one podcast that I feel has not gotten the enthusiasm that it should have gotten is called Stranglers. It's the Mm. Stranglers podcast. And it is all about the Boston Stranglers case. This podcast is riveting. It's incredibly professionally done. It is a very deep dive, but it is a podcast equivalent of a page turner book. I highly recommend it if you're looking for a high quality, binge worthy podcast, because this took me into a case that, of course, everyone's kind of heard about the Boston Strangler, but it was well before my time. So I didn't know a lot of the details. The Stranglers podcast goes through it in an amazing level of detail. It is absolutely binge worthy. So I highly recommend that podcast if you love true crime. That sounds fantastic. And that's not on my radar. I'm kind of like dabble in true crime, depending, you know, like I don't like too much intensity, but my sister is a huge true crime podcast person and she has not even mentioned this to me. So I'm so excited. I might actually have something new to share with her. So, (laughs) right. So it came out a while ago. So this kind of would be the equivalent of backlist. It came out a couple of years ago, so it's not brand new at all, but give it a listen, give it just one episode, you will be completely hooked. Okay. So then the second awesome of the week that I just have to share because it is making my life so awesome right now. I've been working out a lot. And after I work out, I'm always really, really hungry. My go-to breakfast post-workout is I love an egg sandwich. You know, like you get at Starbucks, yeah, English muffin and mm-hmm. the Hamilton Beach breakfast sandwich maker, which you can get in a version that makes just one breakfast sandwich at a time, or you can do what we've done and get the two breakfast sandwich at a time maker. It makes it so simple. And like six minutes from start to finish, you have an amazing breakfast sandwich made exactly the way that you, you know, with the ingredients that you want, the way that you want it done. And even here's a little bookish side note. There's even a recipe book that you can get that's 150 different ways to make (laughs) breakfast sandwiches, like with croissants and with different kinds of breads and different kinds of fillings. So that's available on Amazon. But the Hamilton Beach Breakfast Sandwich Maker is just making my life awesome right now. That sounds like a total game changer. I am in love with that idea. It's so fast. (laughs) I have got it down to a science. I am literally at any moment, six minutes away from my perfect breakfast sandwich. (laughs) Awesome. Oh my goodness. Truly awesome. I have a breakfast sandwich maker at my house and his name's Jason. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't cook much, but that is like his forte. So that's my breakfast sandwich maker. You can't get them on Amazon though. Nice. Right. Well, that's the one problem, right? (laughs) So true. Yes. 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 
Okay, well, we will put links to Meredith's awesomes of the week in the show notes for sure. Katie, I can't wait to hear what you brought for us this week. All right. So we are moving into this new phase in our life, I guess, but we're getting ready to list our house and I've been clearing stuff and decluttering and doing all kinds of stuff. And I've been looking at our house through fresh eyes, right? Because that's what you do when you move. And I realized that like, as a bad mom, I have never decorated my two and a half year old's room, (laughs) which is really sad. But I don't want to spend a lot of time working on it and making it like Pinterest worthy, right? But I don't want it to be like, wow, nice job. Here's a white room with a crib in it. Good job, Katie. (laughs) So I picked up these like birch tree decals that I actually got them at Hobby Lobby, but I found some really similar ones on Amazon that I gave Meg the link to. And they're like repositionable decals. And they just brought this like little spark of life to the room that it was totally missing before. And it was like 30, 40 bucks for these decals that just make it look totally different in there. And they're easy to take down later. I don't have to like nobody has to repaint nothing super simple, easy, awesome of the week. That is my level of decorating right there. I am not a decorator by nature for sure. I love and appreciate a beautifully decorated room. But yeah, if you saw my kids' rooms, you'd be like, oh, I feel so much better about myself right now. So let me tell you, that's a fantastic (laughs) awesome of the week because we did that in Jackson's room when he was a baby. And that was a part of his decor. And so it's a tree and I think I did like little owls or whatever. But then as he got older, he decorated the tree. He hung Ninja Turtle stickers off of the branches. Oh, my gosh. So it actually, over time, (laughs) as he got older, I kept thinking I needed to take it down, right? Then as he got older, he ended up making it part of his room and making it his own. So that's a great suggestion. That's so cute. That is so, boy, I love it. It's so fantastic. Okay. Yeah. We will definitely have some links in the show notes. So you can also join Katie and I like, let's actually try to decorate something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So fun. Okay. So my awesome of the week this week is Enneagram related. Awesome. I love it. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Okay. So Meredith, if I'm remembering correctly, you're a type one. Is that right? Yes, that's right. And Katie, you're a type two. I am a two. Okay. And I'm an Enneagram nine. I have to tell you guys, first of all, do you all ever listen to the podcast, The Enneagram Journey? That's one I haven't heard. I don't. Okay. So The Enneagram Journey is Suzanne Stabile's podcast. So most everybody is familiar with the Enneagram book and podcast called The Road Back to You. Mm -hmm, Right. That was a partnership between Suzanne Stabile and Ian Crone. So they've kind of kind of split off and done their own thing. And so her podcast is called The Enneagram Journey. We have a spinoff of the Sorta Awesome Hangout called Sorta Awesome Enneagram Lovers on Facebook. And in that group, somebody mentioned this episode, episode number 50. It is Suzanne talking about each Enneagram type and their orientation to time. You guys, this episode explained my whole life. (laughs) It is so fascinating. I, in the past few years, have done a lot of reading and listening to material about the Enneagram. This one is a total life changer, I think. Maybe it is because I am a type nine and we have a lot of tension with time. Like we have a very, very small amount of energy, but we also want to try to get a lot of things done. But what she does, I'll try to give an overview briefly. It's about a 50 minute episode and it's a discussion between her and one of her sons. I'm sorry to say, I can't remember his name right now, but I think he does a lot of the podcast with her, she breaks down the nine types into how they deal with time and how they're oriented to time. So she talks about ones, 
twos and sixes being really oriented towards what's happening right now in the present and types four and five and nine being really oriented towards the past. And then types three, seven, and eight being really oriented towards the future. And she explains what that looks like. And the best thing is she makes it so applicable because she really gives solid examples about how this orientation toward time affects us in our marriage, in our parenting, in our work. It is so fascinating, you guys. And I was like, oh my gosh. So my husband is a five, I'm a nine. We're both oriented towards the past. And I was like, there's so much that makes sense about like why we click in marriage and how we handle parenting because of this focus on the past. I don't know. It is so good. I'm just saying, even if you are only dabbling in the Enneagram right now, I highly recommend this episode because it is so eye-opening and so helpful. So again, it's episode 50 of the Enneagram journey. I'll put a link in the show notes so you guys can go have your lives changed as well. I was going to say, I am downloading this. I totally already downloaded it while you were talking. <laughs> we're like done and done. <laughs> Katie and I are the worst multitaskers. <laughs> yes, <exactly. laughs> well, listen, you're both oriented towards the present. So you're like, right now, I'm going to download this right now. It has to happen. <laughs> That sounds great. I've listened to Ian's podcast forever, but I, for whatever reason, Suzanne has not been on my radar. So that is one that I need to actually subscribe to. Yeah. Yeah. It's so great. Okay. So you guys, those were our awesomes of the week. As always, we will have links in the show notes for you. And as always, we want to hear what's awesome in your life right now. Don't forget every Friday morning over on Instagram, we're asking you what's your awesome of the week. You can find us at Sorta Awesome Show on Instagram. And our longtime honored tradition of sharing awesomes over in our Facebook community. If you haven't joined us over there, we are talking awesomes of the week every Friday, and we talk about all kinds of other things over there as well. If you haven't joined us, you can find us over on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash sort of awesome hangout. Awesomes, how often do you think about your socks? Well, if you're like I used to be, not so much. But I recently discovered socks that change the way I'll think about socks forever. They're called Bombas. As a mom of four and a wife to a man who can be a little picky about what he wears, we have gone through a lot of socks around here. But I can tell you every single person in my family is a huge fan of Bombas. They are the first socks that everybody reaches for in the morning when they're getting ready to start the day. Bombas are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. They're made from super soft, natural cotton, and every pair comes with arch support, a seamless toe, and a cushioned footbed that's comfy but not too thick. There are a ton of colors, patterns, lengths, and styles. Bombas look great in the gym, at the office, and out on the town. You guys, Bombas are what feet daydream about. And for every Bombas purchase you make, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. Buy your Bombas at bombas.com slash awesome today and get 20% off of your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash awesome for 20% off. Bombas.com slash awesome. Oh my goodness, Awesomes, spring is here. And if you're anything like me, you are all about freshening up your house to greet this new season. Something I have been loving the most these days is my Grove Collaborative Essential Oil Burner. I just put a few drops of Grove Collaborative's Purify Essential Oil Blend in there, and I set it up in my house wherever we need a dose of fresh scent that's natural too. Grove is the perfect place to go for all of your spring cleaning because grove.co makes shopping for natural products 
products easy. You don't have to search a local store hoping that they carry what you want or worry that you're overpaying for organic products from questionable websites. Grove.co is the only site you need to shop to get organic, eco-friendly, sustainable products from top brands like 7th Generation, Dr. Bronner, and Mrs. Myers. Plus, Grove is a B Corporation, a new kind of business that balances purpose and profit. They are legally required to consider the impact of their decisions on their workers, customers, suppliers, community, and the environment. When you shop at grove.co, you're doing something good for you, your home, and the planet. Awesomes start right now and get a free $30 Mrs. Myers gift set at grove.co slash awesome with your first order. Get a free $30 Mrs. Myers gift set at grove.co slash awesome. That's grove.co slash awesome. Okay, ladies, before we get into this amazing list that you guys have prepared for us, I want to start, actually, let's back up a little bit because I want to talk about currently reading. This is a podcast that the two of you have put together and (laughs) launched, and it is growing so fast. People are loving it. You guys always have such amazing book talk. I'm like, I am blown away. I like books and reading, but the amount of conversation that you have about books and what's out and all of the discussion, I'm truly blown away by how much you all have to say about it. So Meredith, let's start with you. How did Currently Reading come to be? Okay, yes, and there's no question. Katie and I are never happier than when we are recording our podcast. We have so much fun. (laughs) This whole project has just been so much fun. It's interesting how it started because I've always been one of those people. I've obviously always loved books. I've always loved podcasts. I've always known that I was never happier than when I was talking, having conversation about books. And actually, I was in a conversation with several people. We were talking about book recommendations and that kind of thing. And all of a sudden, it occurred to me, or I said, you know, my favorite way to get these kinds of recommendations is the book podcast form. And all of a sudden, it never really had occurred to me before that that was really something that I would love to do. And so the truly interesting part of this story is that I had the thought, maybe I should do a book podcast. And less than one second later, my next thought was, well, I know I want to do it with Katie Cobb. Now I say Katie Cobb because back then Katie and I only knew each other through our various kind of Facebook interactions that we had in a couple of different Facebook groups that we were involved in. So Katie and I didn't know each other really, really well. I mean, again, we interacted a lot, but I had never heard Katie's voice. Mm -hmm. Right. And we really didn't know each other really well. And so the interesting, and this is total, the Enneagram one, my gut told me immediately that she was who I wanted to be my partner and that if I was going to do it, it was going to be with her. And so luckily and amazingly, Katie felt the same way. So Katie, do you want to talk a little bit about kind of where you were at that moment? Yeah. So I, you know, the funny thing is that I had first heard Meredith's voice on episode 89 of Sort of Awesome when she talked about the Penelopes. And now here we are on episode 189. So I feel like that's a really fun, like, oh like turnabout on that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Crazy, right? That's amazing. A hundred episodes later, here we are. <laughs> So we started interacting because I was like, oh my gosh, someone knows me viscerally because I have never been identified as a Penelope before, but that is absolutely who I am. 
So that was like an online friendship is born. And we just started interacting, like she said, and found that a lot of times our book tastes were overlapping in some of the book groups that we interact in. Mm -hmm. And so when she came along and she was like, Katie, you know, I'm thinking about this book podcast. Would you be my co-host? And we like, that may have been our first like person to person. Nope, it wasn't because we talked about social media of bookstores before that. Right. (laughs) But she said, would you be willing to co-host this podcast and we can develop it together and it'll be kind of our project. I had a two week old. Right. (laughs) And I was like, oh my goodness. (laughs) Heck yes. I totally want to do this. I don't know how it's going to work, but I absolutely want to be on a book (laughs) podcast with you. Hopefully you don't hate my voice because yeah, we had never talked to each other before that time. So we spent some time planning and dreaming and talking about our favorite book podcasts and what they do well. And then our like ones that drive us crazy for one aspect or another and just made a really coherent plan because again, we're both Penelope's. And so there was like Google Docs, a lot of Google Docs involved. A lot. There's Excel spreadsheets with like episode (laughs) ideas. It's very well planned. (laughs) And it was only a few weeks later at that point, I think the baby was maybe six weeks old that we recorded our first episode and started releasing them into the world. It happened super fast, but because of our personality structures, we had it very well like fine-tuned before we even sat down at the mic the first time. So... Right. We do work really, really well together. And I think that's a really important part of a podcast partnership. As you well know, Meg, if you have similar work styles, it can be fairly easy. And yet I can also see where there'd be big pitfalls if you didn't Mm -hmm. have similar work styles, because it takes a lot to bring a podcast together, much more than I thought. You know what I mean? It was more, in some ways it was easier and in some ways it was harder and more complicated than I thought it would be to bring it all together. So the fact that Katie and I just meshed so well from that kind of back-end perspective has just made the front-end, the actual talking about books, you know, even more joyful than at least I expected it to and be. It really is like the best part of the week for me every week. Like <laughs> We have so much fun doing it. So. Uh, and we've become really good friends. I mean, now I love it. Katie's one of my closest friends, so I'm really grateful for the opportunity. Me too. <laughs> I love that. I love that sort of awesome played a part in bringing you guys together. And I love that you just really both went forward with the idea. I think that takes so much courage to just be like, what if we just did this? And then, you know, really putting the action into following that idea. I have to say, I'm really intrigued by this Enneagram one and two pairing. It seems to work really well. I don't know if you all caught the episode with the pantsuit politics ladies. We had them on the show recently and they are right. Cause Beth and Sarah are ones and twos. Yeah. Yeah. One and two. And there's I've heard of a couple of other pairings out in podcast land that put a one and two together. So that's very intriguing to me. I'm going to think about that for a while, but right now we have a whole bunch of books and reading talk to get to. The reason I wanted to ask Meredith and Katie to come and talk to us is because I know you guys really have the sort of like heartbeat of what is not only great reading that's out right now, but what we can look forward to, especially as, you know, many of us will be traveling through the spring, especially on into the summer, or some of us are going to be on maternity (laughs) leave over the summer. And, you know, whatever life circumstance, we're getting ready to get into a really great reading season. And so I knew that the two of you would totally know what to tell us to put on our library hold list or to, you know, go ahead and pre-order on Amazon so that we can get ready. But I love what you guys have done. Not only are you telling us what's coming up, but you're kind of giving us some read-alikes 
or you call them like backlist titles that are going to really pair with and match with some of these upcoming books. For this first section, as we're talking about fiction, I'm just going to step back and let you two take it away with all of this fiction talk because, oh my gosh, your list (laughs) has me so excited. There's a lot of good stuff here. Yeah. Get ready, ladies. And I'm sure there's some gentlemen out there, but (laughs) we got a lot of titles to talk about. So, yes. Okay. Katie, you want to start us off? Yeah, I'm going to start us off. And Meredith and I are just going to go through these really quickly. And we've decided we're going to present them in publication order. Okay, good. So sometimes we'll double up turns and then switch it back and forth again. So the first one I want to talk about is all over Bookstagram right now. Everybody has heard about this book. It's Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Yep. This is a fiction telling of a fake band, right? Daisy Jones is the lead singer-ish and she's got the six. That's the rest of her bandmates. It's written in an interview style format. It's fantastic. Unputdownable. I listened to it on audio and it has celebrity narrators. They were amazing. And I think that anybody who this past summer had a great time at the theater watching A Star is Born or Bohemian Rhapsody is also going to love this book. It's like the script for a movie that you just want to go to the theater and see as well. So it's super hot. If you're waiting on the library hold list and there's 350 people ahead of you, (laughs) which is a problem, right? You could pick up any of her previous titles. The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo was her last really big hit. Mm -hmm. One of my favorites of hers is called Maybe in Another Life. It's kind of a sliding doors, like two timelines diverging but romance, it's really fun. And then if you like that epistolary interview style, which is what this book is written in all the way through, it's just, you know, a character name and colon, and here's what they said. There's another series of, it's a trilogy called Sleeping Giants, and it's by Sylvain Nouvelle. That's the Themis Files series. And that's also written in that format. So depending on what you like about the description of this book, you could pick any of those titles to kind of scratch that itch while you're waiting for this one to come up on your holds list. So great. I just started this. This was my book of the month selection for March, I guess. And so I have it. I just started it. It is definitely Mm -hmm. unputdownable. I'm like, I need, I also happen to be at the end of our kids two week spring break. I'm like, I need everybody out of the house. (laughs) Go back to school so I can get some reading done. It is fascinating. So it's so good. Well, right. And as Katie knows, I said that I was like, oh, it's so overhyped. It's so everywhere. And I'm not interested at all in the 70s rock band thing. And I sat down with it at Barnes and Noble and got halfway through it before we even left and had to buy it. (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> so I got to give it to her. Daisy Jones and the Six is, is really good. And I've already literally put it in the hands of three other people. So it's so good. All right. So a little bit of a left turn. The next book we want to talk about is one that I know a lot of us have been looking forward to because we are big fans of the author and the author is Laura Vanderkam. Her new book came out on March 12th. So just really recently, it's called Juliet's School of Possibilities. And what's interesting about this is it's a business fable. So it's actually about time management, but it's written in a way that there's a story that illustrates kind of the points. And Laura Vanderkam is a specialist in all aspects of time management. Mm -hmm. And this is a fable that really illustrates the principles that she wants to talk about as far as how to manage your time and how you use your time with what you actually want to accomplish in your life. And so it's really good. It's very short. It's very, it's one sitting kind of book. And what I had mentioned about it before, and I feel it's really important is that I absolutely love this book. And I think it's best read 
in kind of conjunction with one of her two other books. She has multiple, all of which are fantastic, but Off the Clock and 168 Hours are two of her other books that really kind of meet up with Juliet's School of Possibilities and give you all the ways that you can execute on really making sure that the way you spend your hours matches up with the way you want to spend your life. And so I think that that's a really good one-two punch, but I love this new book. It was just a really sweet, easy to read, goes down super easy book. So great. Laura actually sent that book to me as a pre-release. I have not gotten a chance to dive into it yet, but you know, she had been on this show a while back and I just love her style so much. It is so approachable. She takes all of these time management ideas and philosophies and theories and makes it really practical. I think the fact that she's like a mom of four, it feels like productivity, but so Mm -hmm. much productivity, I think is geared more Mm -hmm. towards the workplace, but she looks at life so holistically, I feel like, and makes all of these theories feel like really approachable and really doable, no matter what your life looks like. So absolutely. I should mention one of her other books that really has had a very strong impact on my life, which is called, I know how she does it. Mm. And it really does exactly what you're talking about, where she's talking about everything from how to run your career, but also how to make sure you get your laundry done. And you're getting your workouts in. And so, yeah, yeah. she just does a really, really great job talking about this particular issue. I love Laura Vanderkam's work. So great. So great. Okay. What else? Okay. The next book I want to talk about actually just came out on March 19th. And that is the new book by Josh Mallerman. The best. He is the author, of course, of so many of our favorite bird box, which I loved. And his new book is called Inspection. And so I haven't gotten my hands on it yet because I just actually found out that it was coming out. I don't know how it was not on my radar before this, but it is set in a, he's got this world where there's this school and there's a bunch of boys who are in the school and they're raised to kind of believe that the school's founder is their father and they don't know anything about a world beyond this school. And then it turns out there's kind of a female version of it too. And somehow one of the boys and one of the girls, like they come across each other and kind of worlds collide. And, you know, so it's like, it sounds like it's a little bit kind of sci-fi. Josh Mallerman does such a good job with this kind of building the tension throughout his story kind of style. I absolutely love his work. And certainly if you have not yet gotten your hands on inspection, I would highly recommend if you have not read Bird Box, I haven't seen the movie yet, so... (laughs) I haven't read it. I'm a little intimidated by it, but you're telling me you think I could handle it. Just drop everything and go read that one. I actually think Matt, it definitely has a lot of tension, tension but yeah. it's terrifying. I feel like no, it's terrifying. It's not <laughs> horror. Right, right, right. That's an important distinction for sure. So yeah, maybe I can handle it. It is scary. And I certainly was up late reading it. So I don't want to downplay that. But I feel like there are books like that are a lot scarier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, good. Okay. So, okay. Katie, toss it to you for this next one. All right. You guys ready for another huge left turn? The next one I want to talk about comes out April 2nd. So early April, I'm looking at The Princess and the Fangirl by Ashley Poston. This is actually the second one in a series. The first one is called Geekerella. And the series is called Once Upon a Con. So this is like Comic-Con. Now you're speaking my language. I love it. the max. It is so fun. (laughs) Actually, I put this one in here because of you, Meg. So I think if you like Rainbow Rowell and Carry On, especially, 
this series is perfect. And the second one, what it says, I haven't read it yet, is that it's kind of a remake of The Prince and the Pauper and Mistaken Identities and that kind of thing. But Geekerella was also so fun. There's like a big pumpkin food truck that like, you know, like she pulls in these fun little fairy tale elements, but it's modern day Comic-Con like silliness. So it's just a super fun little series. And I'm super excited to get into the second one, Princess and the Fangirl. And then also, if you liked Sanja Menon, she wrote From Twinkle with Love and When Dimple Met Rishi. Mm, yes. Those two also would be a really great pairing read-alike backlist that you could get your hands on quickly for this one. So Okay. I am like moving the princess and the fangirl right to the top of my TBR for sure. It sounds like it was like created in a lab just for me. So oh, yes. it was <laughs> specifically stamped. Two main yeah. teeth. Love Ashley Herpton. <laughs> Okay, what else? All right. So the next one is The Bride Test by Helen Huang. And this is the sequel to The Kiss Quotient, which was a huge hit last summer. The Kiss Quotient was unique because it's a, we'll call this a very open door romance. Mm -hmm. But our main character is on the spectrum. So she has her little like quirks and whatever about her. And now this is The Bride Test is the sequel to that one. So if you haven't read The Kiss Quotient yet, definitely pick that one up first. These are going to be super fun summer reads. If you like romance and you haven't picked up The Wedding Date by Jasmine Guillory, that is the same kind of racy fun with non-traditional leads. She has a woman of color as her main character, which they are sorely underrepresented in the romance genre. (laughs) So any of those would be great to, even if you don't think you like romance, these are really fun, like heat you up reads like read them by the pool so you can go cool off again (laughs) i was gonna say katie wasn't one of these the book that when you were talking about it you were like i was listening to it and then i could realize that i was kind of getting a little i was like whoo i need to fan myself a little bit (laughs) it's toasty in here yeah my cheeks are really pink and we gotta take a like a water break or something (laughs) (laughs) yes i would say that definitely makes for great poolside reading then so fun because you can just like dip in and cool off again (laughs) go pick your book up it's great to read those on kindle too because then you know nobody else knows what you're reading yes (laughs) (laughs) so great so the bride test is helen wong's new one coming out yeah okay all right All right. The next one, and I think it's funny because I feel like we are kind of playing definitely to our wheelhouse books. Katie's books are really in her wheelhouse and mine are really in my (laughs) wheelhouse. We're going super hard at this. So my next one actually comes out on May 7th and it's called The Last Time I Saw You and it's by Liv Constantine. And I'm super excited about this because if anyone listened to the currently reading episode where we talked about our top 10 favorite books from 2018, they'll remember that one of mine, actually, I think the only thriller that made that list was The Last Mrs. Parish, which is also by Liv Constantine. I just really, really love her writing and I think does the thriller mm. really well and mm-hmm. doesn't rely just on the twist for the interest. And so this new one, The Last Time I Saw You, So I love the setup. It's like, there's this woman, she's a doctor. She's got the perfect marriage, you know, the totally has it all. Family's rich and she's got this amazing career. And then all of a sudden, record scratch, her mom gets murdered, Mm -hmm. which is horrible. And after that happens, she starts getting threatening texts that more things are going to, like, you think you're sad now. Oh. Just wait. Oh, no. I know. I'm so happy with this premise. (laughs) 
give me a good threatening text <laughs> to my heroine who has it all and I'm happy. So yeah, so that's the last time I saw you by Liv Constantine. And if you have not read The Last Mrs. Parrish, and if you're like me and you're like, I'm so sick of these thrillers that are kind of coming out and they're, I read them and I forget about them. Now, Katie and I did have a little bit, Katie, you did not love we disagreed a little on The Last one. Mrs. Parrish as much as I did, but I think you still felt like it was a solid book. Yes. I thought it was totally decent. <laughs> right. And I loved it. It just felt very similar to a lot of my other recent reads. I think I had too long of a string of very similar thrillers. So, well, and yeah. so here's the thing I'm hoping for in this new book is that I'm hoping that like in The Last Mrs. Parrish, I think part of the reason why I loved it is that there was actually a character that you were rooting for. And that's so often my problem with thrillers yeah. is that there's nobody that you're rooting for yeah, or that you feel like you can because you're worried that maybe they're not who they say they are or whatever. So. Oh, right. Yes. Oh, that's so real. I've never even thought about it in that way. But that's absolutely right. Because you're like, you're so busy looking for what's the twist going to be. Yeah. That maybe you don't even have that connection with the characters. Mm -hmm. So exactly. Yeah, that totally makes sense. That's why I liked The Last Mrs. Parrish. Mm -hmm. Do we care that she went from The Last Mrs. Parrish to The Last Time I Saw You? Like, can we pick some new titles? <laughs> I know. Well, don't get us started on titles today. <laughs> Nobody is doing titles well except fantasy and middle grade. I agree. So yes. true. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. All right. So a little bit of fantasy here next. So the next one I want to talk about, it comes out on May 14th, and it's called Stepsister. It's by Jennifer Donnelly. And basically, it's a young adult fantasy fairy tale retelling of the Cinderella tale. Okay. And I love a fairy tale retelling. Mm -hmm. I have to say that's a real sweet spot for me. Yes. And so that comes out in the middle of May. So to tide you over, I really want to recommend All the Ever Afters by Daniel Teller. That's a retelling of the Cinderella story, but it's from the point of view of the stepmom. Ooh. And man... This is a good one. I really liked All the Ever Afters. It really puts you in the headspace of the stepmom and tells her story so fully that you really understand that there's enough kind of winks and nods to the actual real story that you're kind of, you're seeing kind of both sides. You're seeing what things look like to other people yeah. and kind of how we got the whole, you know, evil stepmom thing. But then you're also seeing the real story behind it. It's just about the assumptions that we make and the sacrifices that we make. And I love all the ever after. So if you like a fairy tale retelling and Cinderella is your cup of tea, that's one for you. You know, very popular series, The Lunar Chronicles yes. by Marissa Meyer. And then of course you would start with the first one, which is Cinder. Mm -hmm. I read Cinder and liked it. Okay. I didn't read any further than that, but if that kind of why fantasy, especially Cinderella story element is a sweet spot for you, I think that that would be a great series to try out. Okay. All of those sound fantastic. I also read Cinder and I just kind of blew through it. It's a really fun, mm -hmm. fast read. And then I also have not gone ahead through the rest of the series. It's like on my, I'll get to it someday. I'm shaking my head at both of you. I have read all of them and they're great. <laughs> good, good. So good to know. I'm a completist. Meredith likes to abandon series right after the first one because they always like yeah. let her down on book two. So... I'm like, no, I'm powering through. I don't care if it's terrible. I stand by my DNFing of most serious Katie. So often they're terrible, the rest of them. I know, but I'm like, I can't just leave it sitting there unfinished 
even though it's like I'm wasting my time. I don't know. I think it's a personal problem, actually. <laughs> I need to like own up to this. I'm so glad that you go forth and you clear the path for me. Like, <laughs> I'll be like, Meredith, don't bother. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Katie, what's next? All right. So my next one is called Waiting for Tom Hanks. It comes out June 11th. The author is Carrie Winfrey. And this is a new debut author. I have just barely started the galley of this one. But then I decided to table it so I could talk about it closer to the actual release date. So I haven't read it yet. But even the first few pages, I was like, oh, this is going to be perfect. <laughs> I'm so excited. So great. So this is like a young, like almost 30 year old who's like, why in the heck hasn't my quote unquote Tom Hanks walked into my life? Like she doesn't actually want Tom Hanks. She wants the Tom Hanks of You've Got Mail and Sleepless in Seattle and like that fun romantic comedy hero. Like, right? Yes. Yeah, I think it's just going to be a super fun, quick read. Again, great for like poolside. And if you liked The Royal We by Heather Cox and Mm. Jessica Morgan, I think this would be a great pairing with that or even Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell. One of my favorites. Look, I'm putting Rainbow all over this one for you. Thank you. I also recently read another one that's just about to release called Unscripted by Claire Hanscombe. She's another debut author and her main character writes a script about her like fangirl crush in the hopes that she will get to meet this person, right? So it's like this very convoluted way to like meet her crush actor guy. That one's really fun too. So unscripted, the royal we, fangirl, all of those would be great, either backlist or up and coming, but probably not going to have a lot of holds on it because I don't think a lot of people are going to know even about Claire Hanscom's book. So that's why I'm excited to tell people about it so they can read it too. Yeah, so fun. Yeah, so that one's great. And then the last one that I'm going to talk about today, or the last fiction title that I'm going to talk about today, is Things You Save in a Fire by Catherine Center. She writes Chiclet. And I will say, I have not liked some of her previous titles. Okay. Mm -hmm. The one that she released last year, which is called something, I don't even remember. How to 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 walk walk away. away. How to walk away. I didn't like that one. And so I was even a little hesitant to pick up this one, which releases in August. So it's still a ways away, but it is so good. Our main character is Cassie. She is a sassy, tough as nails, female firefighter. And this is much more like closed door, but still there's a romantic storyline. It is really fun. And then she has a ton of backlist if you are waiting to get your hands on that one. But since this is an August release, you can just like request your library buy it now. And then you'll be first on the holds list. Guys, this is a pro tip for library patrons. (laughs) Like, if you're the first one to request that your library buys a title, usually they put your name on the hold list immediately. (gasps) So the day it goes onto the shelves, it's ready for you to pick up first. So pro library. Oh my gosh, that is the best (laughs) tip. I never knew that. Seriously, Katie, thank you for that. I'm a library addict. That's the game changer right there. (laughs) Pro library user over here. That's what I do. I'd be poor. I'd be really poor if I bought all the books that I wanted to read, guys. It would be a problem. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Those were so great. And so Meredith, you have one more to finish out our fiction list. Is that right? I do. And we are talking about an end of August release here, but there was no way that I could not have this title on the list. And so the August 27th release for A Better Man is going to be the new Louise Penny. And so we're all fans of the Louise Penny mm-hmm. Armand Gamache Three Pint series, right? I mean, everyone's reading, everyone reads all these books. Everyone I'm just going <laughs> <laughs> It is my favorite series of all time. 
to me, Louise Penny is the best author in the space, full stop. If you love mysteries, if you love smart, well-plotted, non-thriller, non-I-need-a-twist-to-make-it-interesting mysteries, the Three Pines series, you do have to read the series in order. Do not just dip in. Do not just start with a better man. But I do have to say that she's back to her end of August release schedule, which I know all of us penny pushers are super happy about. (laughs) And the new cover looks great. She released a little bit about what it's going to be about, but just a very, very little, a new case in Three Pines. And I just, I have to say, she is my absolute favorite. Every end of August, I look forward to it. I actually take a couple of days off of work. And I usually go somewhere to savor the new Armand Gamache when it comes out. And I will be doing that again this year if I have anything to say about it at all. This is true fandom. Yeah, that is. That is some definite fan commitment to just be like, you know what? I'm going to take a little personal day here. Arrange my vacation (laughs) schedule. Absolutely. Well, I said Katie recently got a book tattoo and I was telling her I would love to do that. And I honestly think if I got a bookish tattoo, it would have to somehow incorporate three pine trees, like, you know, the Mm -hmm. three pine series. That's the level of fan that I and so many other people are. I mean, Louise Penny is just writing at a higher level than I think anyone else in the mystery space right now. So great. So there you go. yeah, she's excellent. So good. If you're listening right now, you're like, this is a lot of information. <laughs> we do this to our listeners so, every week. You guys. <laughs> yes. Do not miss the show notes for this episode because I will list all of these in the order that we've talked about them. So if you're like, what was that one about the Cinderella retelling? You'll be able to pick it out of the list right away. So we will have all of this in the show notes for sure. Awesome. Stop right now and think about your bra. How's the fit? Do you feel great wearing it? If you know you've been needing to get yourself into a new bra that fits perfectly and looks great too, you know it's time to go check out Third Love. Third Love makes it so easy to do your bra shopping right from home. Skip the trip to the mall and use Third Love's Fit Finder quiz. Answer a few simple questions and you'll find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. Third Love not only helps you identify your cup and band size, they also help you figure out your breast size and shape and help you find all the styles that are going to fit your body. Third Love has a 100% fit guarantee. Returns and exchanges are free and easy. Third Love has already created the most comfortable bra you'll ever own. And the newest member to the Third Love family is their line of incredibly soft, smooth, and breathable cotton bras. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for every body. So right now they're offering you awesome 15% off of your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash awesome now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash awesome for 15% off today. Okay, let's talk a little bit about nonfiction. Nonfiction tends to be the world that I live in. I have just long time been such a nonfiction reader, so I cannot wait to hear a couple of y'all's picks that you've really loved that you think would be great for Austin's to pick up this spring kind of going into summer. Katie, let's start with you. All right, great. So the one that I read most recently that is really sticking with me is I feel like it's getting a lot of buzz. And I went into it with that very much like, okay, this is probably not going to be as good as everybody said it's going to be. <laughs> like attitude towards sure. it and it's Inheritance by Danny Shapiro. This story totally blew me away. I thought for sure it was not going to be interesting because here's the setup. She's like 52 years old, takes an ancestry DNA test, figures out her dad isn't her dad. Hi, that could be a one paragraph story, right? Yeah. (laughs) 
But instead, <laughs> Danny Shapiro, mm-hmm. she's a memoirist anyway. So she is a great writer. This is not just like, oh, this one thing happened to me. So maybe I should write a book about it. She has very tight writing about her life and she does extensive research. So she goes on this journey to like tear apart kind of her upbringing, her childhood. Both of her parents are gone. So she can't go back to her mom and say, what did you know about this? Or go back to her dad and say, did you know you weren't my dad? Like, it's just a big, messy family story. And she's struggling with how this affects, like, does she need to view her childhood through a whole new lens? It was riveting. I could not put it Mm. down. And I did not expect that. So it totally blew me away with regard to how excited I was to keep reading. (laughs) You know, like, it was shocking. So... Yeah. Yeah. Inheritance is a book. I feel like Mm -hmm. everybody Mm -hmm. is talking about this right now. I have not picked it up yet, but I mean, truly all the readers in my life are raving about it. And I can also be a little bit like, uh, y'all, I didn't read the Harry Potter series until I was a full grown adult. <laughs> but then I you like, were wrong. They can't be that good. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, spoiler, they are. <laughs> popular books are popular for a reason. I need to get over my weird resistance to that. But Inheritance by Danny Shapiro for sure is everywhere right now. So I cannot wait to dive into that one. So thank you, Katie. Meredith, how about you? All right. The one I wanted to talk about is one that actually just came out within the last week. So I just got my hands on it. I haven't been able to read it 100%, but I am so excited to get into it. And it's The Trial of Lizzie Borden by Kara Robertson. And what I love about this is this takes, again, classic murder that we all know about. You know, Lizzie Borden killed her parents with an Mm -hmm. axe Mm -hmm. more than 100 years ago. And it does a very, very deep dive into the trial itself. So there's trial transcripts and contemporary newspaper articles, like articles that were written at the time. And, you know, she's unearthed different letters that tell more of the story. And so it's a really deep dive into something that we kind of all assume that we know exactly what happened. And it's a very modern look into what at the time was considered to be the trial of the century. So I'm really, really, really excited to dip into this one. Yeah. The trial of Lizzie Borden. I mean, that is one of those epic, like American, Mm -hmm. not really folklore, because it's obviously a true story, but it has captured our imagination for decades upon decades. So that will be fantastic. Okay. My nonfiction pick is one that I just finished. I started it earlier in the year. I even mentioned it just in passing on Sort of Awesome, but I did finally finish it and I cannot stop raving about it to people. It's one that you all have heard about. I'm sure it came out in 2018 and it's Bad Blood by John Carreyrou. Mm-hmm. Bad Blood is the story mm-hmm. of Elizabeth Holmes, who was the founder and CEO of Theranos which was a biotech startup in the sort of like, you know, mid-ish 2000s and her rise to fame and everything that was going on behind the scenes at Theranos. Now, this story is getting so much attention right now. Again, this book, Bad Blood, came out last year, but we also just had The Dropout, which was the ABC News production podcast version of the story. HBO is getting ready to drop their true crime sort of documentary on it. This was one that people in my life kept telling me, you should really read this. It's really fascinating. I was like, I don't, I mean, I don't know a lot about like the medical industry or about Silicon Valley. It doesn't matter if you don't know anything because John Carreyrou is a fantastically talented writer who really walks you through 
all of the different dynamics that are going on here. So her idea with Theranos, Elizabeth Holmes' idea was that she could create a blood test that would take just a drop of blood from your finger and that they could create all of these screenings and diagnoses and all of this stuff from just a single drop of blood. And gone would be the days of, you know, having to take vials and vials of blood and wait for weeks for blood work to come back. She really wanted to ideally revolutionize what was happening in this corner of the medical industry. Man, I wish I had, that had worked. I know, <laughs> right? It is really a good idea. But from the beginning, people <laughs> in her life were like, you literally can't do that. <laughs> and so it really focuses on her, on how the company came to be, like the culture of the company. It is a legal drama. It's a medical drama. It's a startup drama. All of these threads come together. I will say that I chose to listen to this on Audible. And I think that was really helpful for me because John Kerry is such a talented writer and was so committed to telling the story correctly and with all the facts straight that there are places you can get a little bogged down in the details, particularly if you're not that super interested or familiar right. in like how blood tests work. I mean, mm -hmm. that's a big part of the story. But it's pretty detailed. So I found that listening to it really helped me just kind of like I could absorb whatever information was important and then kind of leave the rest behind. So it's really fantastic on audio. But it is truly fascinating. The things that happened, you're <laughs> yeah. I spent most of the book going like, what? How? <laughs> that was my question the whole time. I was like, how is it possible that these investors who yes. are superstars in the geopolitical realm and in right. the funding realm. How is it possible? The other thing that this book is, and it is so good, is a personality study because Elizabeth yes. Holmes is one of the strangest, yep. mm -hmm. oddest people. She's like a car wreck. You can't stop looking. Yeah. I am endlessly fascinated by the story, by the fact that she apparently fakes her voice. Yes. To yeah. be really low. Yeah, this is one of the things that came out that she fakes, she uses a fake voice. Like she purposely makes her voice sound really low because yep. she somehow got it in her head that that was going to make her either more legitimate sounding or make her seem different. She is crazy. She's got yeah. a personality disorder for sure. Yeah. It was just absolutely fascinating. It really is. I was just looking at the Goodreads page. You guys, it has over 50,000 ratings and it's like at 4.48 stars. So yeah. like, again, it's one of those- Which is ridiculous for Goodreads. Yes, for Goodreads especially. It's one of those books that, yes, there's a lot of buzz around it, but it's well worth it if you have the interest in picking it up. And even if you don't, just try it. <laughs> you might right. be surprised like I was. Right. Read two chapters and then try to put it down. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Before we wrap up, one thing that you two are so awesome at is not only telling us what is great in the world of like actual physical books to pick up and read, but also what's fun in just the whole community of books in reading. So I was going to see if you all have just a few minutes, if you can share kind of some of your favorites, maybe your awesomes of the books and reading world are right now. Meredith, do you have any that come to mind? Absolutely. So I have a couple Instagram accounts that I just am endlessly fascinated by, and then a book subscription and then a couple of podcasts. So I'll run through these really, really quickly, but these are just the things that are kind of top of mind for me right now. So one of the Instagram accounts that I absolutely love is called Daisy and the Books. 
and it's D-A-C-I and the books. Yes, exactly. And this account is so fascinating because it's a bookstagram account. So she's talking about reading, but she's a graphic artist. And so she does like graphics with her book posts and they're really fun. I just, it's hard for me to do it justice with words. You just Mm got to go look at, at Daisy in the books. And then the other account that I'm just sort of obsessed with this particular reader, I just, our taste is really, really similar. And I love the way that she puts together her bookstagram account. It's called Lines I Underline. Oh my gosh. And I really like her account. She takes beautiful photos, but they're not overly staged. I tend to not love bookstagram accounts that some of the ones that have like, you know, mm-hmm. 50,000 followers are super popular, but ones that are too staged. Yes. It's not like yes. I'm looking for actual, like I actually want to talk about a book or, you know, read what someone has to say about a book. And Outlines I Underline does a really beautiful job with kind of marrying the visual with actual real book content. So I absolutely love her. And then my favorite book subscription is my shelf subscription from Bookshelf Thomasville. And of course, they have a great podcast from the front porch. I'm sure, you know, we're all listening to that, but I love my shelf subscription. I have the Olivia flavor because I love mysteries. And so just every month, I think almost all of the books that they've sent to me really more than any of my other book subscriptions have been hits. So I absolutely love, and I love supporting Mm -hmm. an independent bookstore that way too. Yes. Yes, definitely. And then two podcasts, because we are really, we of course want everyone to listen to Currently Reading, but we love book podcasts and we think there is room for everybody. And there are so many book podcasts that are doing a fantastic job. And of course, so we wanted to mention two of our more recent favorites. One is called He Read, She Read, and that's a book podcast with a husband and wife talking about books that they've read and that they've read together. And they just do a really, really good job talking about books. And then it's also really fun. Their dynamic together is really, really fun. And then one of the newest ones on the scene is called Sarah's Bookshelves Live. And she's got a great format. I think if you love currently reading, if you love our format, Sarah's Bookshelves Live will be a good kind of companion podcast for you. So those are ones that we're listening to a lot and we're loving. So great. That's a great list in and of itself. Thank you, (laughs) Meredith. So fun. Katie, how about you? I decided that I wanted to highlight the ways that I bring reading into the times that I cannot read. So (laughs) I want to talk a little bit about Zulily and Out of Print because both of those places like enable my love of reading to shine through on my coffee mugs and my shirts and sometimes even my socks and my sweatpants. Like they just have the best like bookish swag. And it's great like starting conversations or whatever because you're wearing, you know, a shirt that has the Pride and Prejudice cover on it. or And there's also one called Litographs, which has the full text of a lot of classic novels in really, really tiny type that makes a picture on a book or on a shirt, a blanket, scarf. a tote bag, a scarf. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So those are really great ways to like bring my love of reading out into the world because <laughs> I can't physically be walking around with a book in front of me at all times. So fun. <laughs> <laughs> as much as you wish you could. <laughs> As much as I wish I could, I don't know how I could fit a lot more reading into my day, but that would be one of it. (laughs) Yeah, you can't. It's not possible. I can't. Yeah, but I have enough bookish t-shirts to make it through a whole week where I can wear a book shirt every day and have somebody to talk to about it every day. So So that way, I love that. And then my one podcast recommendation to add on to the two that Meredith already threw out there is the By the Book podcast. And these two women, Kristen and Jolenta, they live by one self-help book for two weeks and then they like report back on it. And it is so 
funny and it's not safe for kids. Like you got to put your earphones in. They say have like a barnyard language warning, but it is so (laughs) funny. And they're like Mm -hmm. sassy and they will tear (laughs) a book apart if they don't like it. And I love that. Like strong opinions. We love strong opinions on currently reading. So that one's a really fun. Oh, I love that podcast. Yes. Oh my gosh. So fun. Yes. I've had that one recommended to me several times. Now I'm definitely going to have to check it out because that sounds fantastic. So great. Okay. Well, I know so many of our awesomes, first of all, already know you two from the hangout in our various groups that we have for sort of awesome, but I know people are going to want to follow up and do some bookish talk with you. So really quickly, where can we find you both your personal accounts? And then of course, we'll talk about where we can find currently reading Meredith, where can we find you on the web? Okay. So I am at meredith.reads on Instagram. Okay. And I, Katie, I'm at notes and bookmarks on Instagram. This is like our regular sign off. So I just went right into that without you even asking me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love having other podcasters on the show. You guys know what you're doing. You just do it. <laughs> That's so great. And so currently reading the podcast, we can find in all of the places where we listen to podcasts, right? Absolutely. And currently reading podcast.com yep. is the website, mm-hmm. right? Yes. One thing I do want to say is we have all of our show notes there and our show notes are timestamped. So if you listen to our episode, it makes it super easy for you to just zoom right to the place that you heard that book. We actually were talking about it. You both are very brilliant and so helpful. So, and where can we find currently reading on social media? Yeah, we're at currently reading podcast on Instagram and we also have a Facebook page. It's a lot smaller page than the Instagram account. So there's a lot more interaction over on Bookstagram, like we call it. Okay, perfect. Well, I will put all of that information into the show notes as well so that you all can track them down for more books and reading talk for sure. Just as a reminder, you can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome Meg. We are on Twitter at Sorta Awesome Pod. And you can find us anytime on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sorta Awesome. Meredith and Katie, this has been an amazing hour. I'm so inspired and so ready to just fill up that library list. So thank you both so much for your time and coming to Sword of Awesome this week. Thanks, May. This was so much fun. Was thank the you. And we always say happy reading. So I hope you have a great summer read. Yeah. Time. Yeah. <laughs> happy reading, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's right. And to you, Awesomes, happy reading. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see y'all next time. Sorta Awesome was created and is hosted by me, Meg Teets. Sarah Robertson is our assistant producer and production collaboration comes from Kelly Gordon and Rebecca Hoffer. Kelly Gordon is our digital media producer and we are so thankful for the ongoing support from our listener supporters. Music is provided by the band Prager. You can find more of Prager's music at pragermusic.com. To find show notes on this and every episode of Sorta Awesome and also to spread the Sorta Awesome love to all of your friends, you can head on over to sortaawesomeshow.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.